back to the Simple Cult Network. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And today is our very first episode of October Scarefest, something we are very excited to do every year. Uh, something that we kind of just do the podcast for just to get to. Yeah. Um, we love this month. And we kind of decided maybe, what, is it two years ago that we were going to kind of stick with Stephen King's? This will be the third year of Steve- Stevie King? Uh, Is it the third year? I think it is. Stevie K. We haven't done like a. I feel like we haven't done like a Stephen King dedicated month. Yeah, we done, we done a Wes Craven dedicated month. We did a Wes Craven. I thought we did a Stephen King. We one. We did one where it's, it was okay, just it Night started Flyer. off with Christine and Maxim Overdrive. That was like year three though. No, that was a good. Was just a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Which is year three? Oh, maybe. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> and then after that, we did Stephen King's, and then we did Stephen King's again. Which ones did we do? Oh, uh, we did. Um, oh man, where do you start? No, last year was all Stephen King's. I know that. Evil Dead? Is that Stephen King? Dawn of the Dead? Oh, is that man, Stephen King? Did it. Texas Never Chainsaw Massacre 2? Yeah, I think we only did In two the Mouth year- of Madness? Is that Stephen King? Oh, my God. I think we did two years of Stephen King. Yeah, man. I totally blew that. Don't yeah. listen to anything I'm so saying. So, Night Flyer, I think. Night Flyer, uh, Creepshow. Yeah. Because uh, we did also, when we had our house uh, house on the Haunted Hill. Dark House. Dark House on the Haunted Hill. Dark, Dark. House on the Hill. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we did some probably some episodes there with some Stevie King. Yeah, I mean, we still, ha- I mean, we probably have a good seven or eight Stephen King movies we've yeah. done so far. Yeah. Um, for this episode, we decided to do Silver Bullet from 1985, based on his novella. I, it's like a novella. No, it's a, called a no- All right, it's called a novelette. Yeah, novelette. Oh, the, yes, that's right. It is a novelette. Yeah, yeah. which I but, have never but, heard of. I always heard of novella. They're the, a novel, but the like, Wikipedia was saying novella. But I've heard novelette. Yeah, I've heard it's called a novelette, which yeah. I'm, I'm. Like I, I mean, the diff. We're talking about page differences here. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, um, and it's also I, I know it's not, but I always want to call it a graphic novel because the book has some of the coolest art I've ever yes. seen. Oh, I need to see because it's, it's Bernie Wrightson. Yep, art that, art by Bernie Wrightson. What uh, else did he do? He did. He like used Easter to draw comics? for uh, DC Comics. DC or EC? DC. DC. Okay. Uh, he like he created Swamp Thing. Hmm. He's one of the co-creators of Swamp Thing. Uh, he's got an awesome adaptation of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein that he did illustrations for. That's cool. Hands down, my favorite uh, artist ever. Nice. Um, but he also uh, he's done a few Stephen King works. He's done uh, so or Cycle the Werewolf. Okay. And then he did the illustration for the extended the stand that came out. Oh. In, I think it came out in the nineties. Okay. Uh, he did the art for that. And then he also did the art for the comic adaptation of Creepshow. Oh, cool. Yeah. And he also did uh, preliminary sketches for Ghostbusters. Really? I forgot you told me that. Yeah. yeah. So if you look in, like, Ghostbusters, there's a couple of ghosts in there that, like, look like Bernie Wright's in, okay. like, style. Like, the cab driver, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, that okay. real, yeah, like, it's yeah. like, real, like, um, rugged looking. Yeah, you know, like, like, the cab driver looks like he's straight out of Creepshow yeah, in Ghostbusters. Yeah, I can yeah. totally see that. Um I think he did a, a oh, and he also did the Dark Tower illustrations. That's what I thought. Well. I thought he did maybe some Dark Tower. I, stuff. Yeah, I didn't read Dark Tower. I haven't read any of them. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he did the Dark Tower illustrations. Yeah, as there's well. definitely some illustrations in like the bigger hardcover books. There's yeah. definitely like artwork uh, in those books. So this is based on we kind of said it, but it's the, the novelette. It's called Cycle of the Werewolf, and they changed it to the Silver Bullet. I think Silver Bullet is a better movie title. Oh, I like the title. I like actually, Silver Bullet better. I, oh, yeah. I was going to say, I like Cycle of the Werewolf. That's actually kind of cool. Really? Yeah. I think it works for the but book. But Silver Bullet's cool. I feel like, I don't know, trying to push a movie called Cycle of the Werewolf doesn't yeah. flow as much. Yeah. Silver Bullet, 
I mean, it just it flows better. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is from 1985. We had all seen this before. Uh, let's go ahead and let's play our game at the beginning of the, the show that we always do, and it's called What Does This Have on Rotten Tomatoes? Matt, I'm going to start off with you. Uh, oh, actually, I got a question about Rotten Tomatoes. What is it? This is what I was thinking of uh, recently. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes scores, uh, when it says, like, oh, it's 94% fresh, right? Um, that just means ratings over, like, okay, so if you did a letter rating between uh, A to F, right? Yeah. And you gave a movie a D, does that mean it goes towards the fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, because I think fresh stops at... 70-something? Or 68? I think it's 60, to be uh, honest 60? with you. I'd have to look it up. I should have looked it up earlier, but Matt threw that little bomb there. Yeah. Um, I can't... It's 60 or 70. It's one of those Okay, because I, I was thinking about that earlier, and I was like, well, what if like a movie came out and it had nothing but D reviews, but it was like, hey, it's fresh. It's 93% fresh on mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could all be like... Well, 93 is an A. It could be basically my report card... And be like, I passed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's true. I mean, like, at the time of this, I think that the new Halloween Kills is like at a fifty-nine or sixty, mm-hmm. so it's borderline fresh, which would be like a D score, like you're saying. So maybe it's just yeah. good enough to be. Yeah. No, I'm just uh, trying to figure out like how, like what it, what it, uh, how it does its uh, accumulation as far as like, is it all like. Because like I, I think the the okay what I'm saying is this I think a lot of people think when they they see the Rotten Tomatoes score it's kind of a trick and they're like 98 percent fresh so yeah, I mean wow. these are all A plus reviews yeah, yeah when actually it could just be a bunch of D reviews you know because the lowest before it's like rotten I know what you're saying yeah, yeah. yeah. because it like because what brings the score down is rotten reviews so yeah. those are the ones the failing ones. Yeah. you know what I mean yeah. so yeah the score could be like 93 percent okay. fresh all D reviews I see what you're saying yeah. yeah. So, but they so do it by they do it by number based on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Yeah. So, so. Rotten Tomatoes is anything based of seventy five percent or higher. Okay, seventy five. Oh no, let's see. Movies and TV shows are certified fresh with a steady tomato meter of seventy five percent or higher after a set amount of reviews. Eighty reviews for wide release movies, forty for limited release movies, twenty for TV shows, including five reviews from top critics. So that's kind of your breakdown. As okay. Far as, so anything above seventy-five. So actually, seventy-five technically is a C. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So anything. So it was like saying one review. If they give it above a seventy-five, it goes towards the fresh rating. But anything below a seven, if that reviewer to give it. Oh anything, no, no, I don't think it's that. I think it's saying if like, it's based on a it's good or not type thing. So if you yeah. have so many yeah. people that said it's good, yeah, you average that. Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah. yeah. I I'm just saying it's like it's kind of a faulty system well, everything is because we grew up in the 90s reading reviews for movies before we go see them in theaters and there's a lot of c graded movies that we wouldn't go see when we were like oh it's got a c that means it's okay we wouldn't go see it but that would the- count as a fresh rating now yeah and i think it sees is fresh yeah i went by the star rating because our new- newspaper usa today uh no a different one oh. but uh they went by the, the star rating so that's how i got yeah. it and same with like the tv Hi- highlights the, yeah highlights magazine yeah get out of here <laughs> this giraffe has dude. three stars <laughs> four giraffes dude grow, grow up grow up uh but like the tv guide i remember like on cable you can like, say when, disney adventures dis- <laughs> you, you, you guys i'm older than that <laughs> Um, are you talking about like the actual like scrolling guy? Yeah, like when you hit info on the, the oh yeah, they always have yeah. The star rating. Yeah. So I always went by star rating. I totally like, forgot that you yeah. used to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I mean that's a good question. I know you 
Mac conspiracy theorist thinks IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes are <laughs> they're out to out get to us. We have a conspiracy theorist. We got a guy that reads children's books, and then what do you do? <laughs> I just I just listen. Um, so yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes score, Matt. What do you think this has? Uh, of thirty-five. Honto. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say twenty-eight. Forty-five percent on Rotten wow. Tomatoes. Wow, really? Yep, higher than you guys both thought. Usually, yeah, it's just funny how every time it's we don't hit that, that area, the target is yeah. like, oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, how much did this movie cost to make? Honto, I'll start off with you. Four million? Okay. Ten million. Seven million. Wow. Okay. Honto wins because he didn't go over. Honto always wins. I've been listening to past episodes, and Honto always happens to like, get it right. And he's like, I had no idea. Like, we were, I was listening to... Um, um, the Nicolas Cage vampire one. Oh, vampire yeah. And uh, I think you guys were calling me cheaters. Uh, cheater. Well, because you sat there and I asked him. I was like, because you're like, I think you're on the target on it. I like, was like, Hanto, how much do you, I, this is just ballpark and I'm making up. But I was like, Hanto, how much do you think it costs to make? And you're like, I don't know, 15 million? Oh, no, 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 750,000. I'm like, yeah, it was 750,000. Really? <laughs> like, wow. I was right. And I was wow. like, yeah, that was very specific that you knew that number. Cool. Like, I'm, I'm awesome. Yeah, nice. you are. Um, <laughs> Um, so how much did this take? I do not have international numbers, so I only have domestic. Uh, so it cost seven million to make. How much do you think it made overall, Matt? Fifteen. Okay, Hanto. And I'll say this as a bit of trivia. You this will this help your number. number. You already no, know this number. I don't know the number. This movie. They said that this movie suffered from uh, poor advertising. Oh, okay. So it ten was million? not ten, a hit. Ten million. Ten million. It made twelve million. Okay. Really. So yeah, it wasn't a hit. I don't think. Not a lot of people talk about this movie. This is not one of the no. bigger. I feel like this is a movie I saw like on TNT, like yeah. evening Saturday morning or your Saturday night or whatever. Yeah, like this is a yeah. This is a Joe Bob yeah. uh, Monster Vision movie, I oh, believe. For sure. Like for sure. where I saw it first. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's Silver Bullet. Let's go ahead and get started with the cast and crew. Hanto, take us away. Got uh, Silver Bullet, directed by Daniel Atias. Directo- uh This is his directorial debut. He's actually a big TV director, still currently making TV shows uh, or directing TV shows. Some of his most recent ones are like House, The Americans, and Homeland. But back in the 80s, he was doing something like, you know, like 21 Jump Street. In the 90s, did Melrose, Beverly, Beverly Hills, 90210. So he's kind of been around. Yeah, for sure. This uh, is his only movie, too, I right? I think it is. I was scrolling That's, through it, and it looked like it was that. all TV episodes. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing. The other person who directed this movie... Oh, uh, it's another director? Yeah, Don Coscarelli. What? Who did uh, Phantasm. Oh, I thought... Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, his, he, his name he, is nowhere on this. He left due to creative differences with uh, D, uh, D, uh, Dino De Laurentiis. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know how much of this he directed. I Like, what I read was that he directed a chunk of it... Okay, we're going to talk about how shitty I, the werewolf is. I in will this movie. say maybe the horror stuff is Don Coscarelli, and then all the TV drama stuff is all this guy. Yes. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. actually a good that. way to break it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, like, they said that they did not have the werewolf done before they made this movie, because we're going to talk about how shitty the werewolf okay, is tell. a lot throughout this <laughs> ep- episode. But uh, they didn't have the werewolf done. They so had, they, they had to film around the Don Coscarelli okay. had to film around the werewolf. So I'm assuming he filmed some of the horror scenes. I would say they only had the arm done. For the yes, werewolf. which is kind of fine. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, it, it makes it kind of interesting, but it's just like clearly they didn't have it completely. It's hard because it's like, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about the werewolf yeah. later on, but yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring that up as a director. That's cool. Uh, Corey Haim as Marty, previous episodes, Lost Boys. Uh, and I mentioned like the two Corys have been getting some serious attention on the show 
over the last few months they alone. Have. Like yeah. Lost Boys. Trying to boost uh, their career, man. Yeah, Lost Boys, um, Stand By Me, Friday the 13th. And then I think we mentioned Bordello Blood with Corey, Hay- or Corey Feldman. Not, and Corey Haim's not in Bordello, right? No, no. He's no. not like the friend or whatever. Of, no. Okay, okay. He just looks like him. I, I know say, what you're yeah, thinking. He of, does look like right? him. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. the the friend that's in the coffin with him with yeah. Corey Feldman. Yeah. It looks like uh, Corey Haim a little bit. Yeah, that's why I was thought but it looks like him. '90s Corey Haim. That would be yeah. cool. That'd like be really older, cool. And you're like, oh yeah, you look like, like when you saw we, kid, when you know? he's in Batman and Robin, and you're like, oh, that's him in the background. Oh, wow. like, yeah, I guess yeah. yeah. We did also Batman and Robin. I think one month we should do a Corey Feldman, a Corey Haim, and we meet together in the middle. Oh wow! So we do like Lucas. And then we do what else we got? There was um, Corey Feldman. Was a Corey? F- oh, uh, maybe Rock and Roll High School Forever. That's that's a, your go-to. That's, a, that's, <laughs> that, that's the only. That's literally the only other Corey Feldman. That I we haven't think. done. No, that that's he's not with Corey Haim. Oh no. Um, okay. Well, no. So Corey Goonies. Feldman. Oh yeah. yeah we I, I cannot Goonies. believe we haven't done Goonies. Yeah, yet. it's actually kind yeah. of surprising. So we do a family adventure. Is yeah. there Any other family adventure movies with? No. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. Gremlins. Um, we've already done that. Yeah, we already did great ones. Uh, Megan follows as Jane. Uh, she's actually in the show. I vaguely remember this. Uh, it's another werewolf kind of centric, sh- uh, show. Uh, Big Wolf on Campus. Do you guys remember the show at all? No. I think it was on, I, <laughs> no, I, 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 I think it was on like Fox around like that, um, Parker Lewis Can't Lose yeah. block. Okay. But this show had 78, or no, 64 episodes. It's called Big Wolf Holy on shit, Campus. Yeah. Really? It's like, what is this show? Like, how did it get, like, a three-season order? I'll look it up after we get done doing this. I, like, I've seen, I, I was, like, looking it up. I was like, it looks vaguely familiar. It is it basically like, Teen Wolf? Is it Jason Bateman I think boxing? It, I think it's like a, <laughs> no, I think it's like a, um, like, a shared monster universe, like, but it's like a teen comedy or whatever. Really? Are we, we going to yeah. watch this in October? I think we're going to watch this. But yeah, it was kind of like, I, I think I recognize one. I can't remember now, but the guy who plays the wolf is looks familiar, but this girl was in, in that show. But she's actually been um, starring in some newer shows on CW. Uh, one called Rain, which I've heard of but never seen, but she was in 78 episodes, so... Seems like she's still working today. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good for her. Uh, Gary Busey is Uncle Red. Previous episode, Lethal Weapon. Oh yeah, we did. Uh, he started getting his career off the ground in that late '70s era. Uh, Buddy Holly story, Straight Time, and he was in the one of the original Stars Born movies. Oh, I didn't know that. The one with Chris Cross, Chris Christopherson. Chris Cross. Chris Cross. <laughs> Stars uh, are born. Uh, Chris Christopherson. <laughs> Chris Christopherson, and I think Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, and then he started kind of kind of transitioning into the action thriller genre with like uh dude speaking of how how can we have not done predator 2 on this podcast oh yeah man well, how we, we really done predator me and Honda hung out last night and we just kept talking about how awesome predator, we talking 2, about is. That. predator 2 is awesome so i yeah. liked it as a kid didn't like it a few years ago and then i revisited actually like a couple weeks ago it's yeah. like oh this movie's actually kind of awesome yeah i mean uh, it's totally different than the first one yeah get me wrong yeah but on its own i think i think danny glover is awesome casting. yeah he's pretty awesome danny glover uh, bill month? paxton yeah, Danny Glover month. We have discussed that. We were only gonna do Danny Glover sequels, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, two, yeah. Predator two and Gone Fishing two. Is there a Gone Fishing two? No, but there should be. Okay. Um, I but think yeah, there is. but yeah, he was in like Under Siege, uh, Point Break, Surviving the Game, and then uh, 
a movie that I've always kind of wanted to see, but I know it's horrible. Gingerbread Man? Ginger Dead Man. Oh, I've seen yeah. it. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. I I re- that was like one of the last few rentals I had at Hollywood Video. That, that is accumulated a, that is a, a late fee That on. movie is a total Hollywood Video because I remember like, you know, Blockbuster, you go for like your premium. Yeah. And then when you go for the discounted movies, you go to Hollywood Video. And it was like, mm. that was all over that place. Yeah. It was like that and like, was it Evil Bong? Yeah. Evil Bong's another one. Yeah. 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 And like Jack Frost, you know, yep. whatever. Uh, but yeah. Uh, continuing on, we got Everett McGill as Reverend Lowe, previous episodes, People Under the Stairs, and License to Kill. Oh, uh, I totally forgot he was in License to Kill. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, I always forget that he's in License to Kill. he's the guy that gets fed to the shark as yeah. re- the revenge part, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a David Lynch guy. Twin Peaks, Dune, and Straight Story. Awesome character actor. I love this guy. I do like this guy's lot, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I like this guy. He, he's good at playing like this kind of like evil tough guy yeah like, roles because he you know obviously people under the stairs but like uh he's actually the main not the main bad guy but like the right hand man of uh the dude in uh under siege 2 so he's like the the, the heavy okay if you will. he fights uh uh steven seagal you're really pushing these under siege movies today dude uh, i've never seen any of never, Isol- yeah. isolated action movies yeah yeah S- so was it a sub in the first one and then it's a train and- well, we just call it we call it die hard on a bl- dot dot die dot hard, month die hard ripoffs yeah die hard ripoffs <laughs> dude that's the month where we do all your favorite movies we do under siege masterminds or uh, do- toy soldiers <laughs> toy soldiers uh we do the substitute yeah and then well, they kind of go away from the, the school yeah. in that movie so and then um there's that cory Feldman one where it's a martial arts movie what is this um are, we doing, are watched, we doing this for martial arts? We probably should. Um, <laughs> I watched it as a kid. I cannot remember what it's called. I'll look it up while you discuss real not, quick. It's not Sidekicks. No, that's it's a not Sidekicks. No, no, it's not okay. Sidekicks. All right, so continuing on, we got Robin Groves as the mom. Uh, Sliver, which is a, a Sharon Stone and William Baldwin movie. Yeah, but I, always I never saw used it. To, I always used to see the music video by UB40. <laughs> the uh, 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 wise man. You know, that was for that movie. Yeah, it was for really? that movie, and they used clips. And I think William Baldwin even like recorded footage specifically for the video. Really? Because wow. it's like them singing, and it's like him definitely like looking at these cameras. It's like for very s- weird. That, that's weird. Yeah. Red, red wine. This one will kind of. I think it might blow your guys' minds away. Ooh, okay. I like these. Uh, so we got Leon Russum as the dad of the. Um, the two main characters. Okay. Uh, he doesn't have much screen time. He's always kind of in the background. Yeah. He, he's in a movie called A Quiet Place as the old man yelling and killing himself. Really? Really? Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's just very like, interesting. Okay. Obviously, like, a lot older now, but, like, yeah, uh, yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, it's that guy, you know? Wow. Okay. So, that's pretty cool. Okay. You have your thing ready? No, I'm still, I'm on, uh, I didn't know this. Corey Feldman was on an episode of Sliders. Oh, wow. Very oh, excited cool. to watch that episode. Okay. Now that I had just bought the box set. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I bought seasons one through three. Nice. Tiny, tiny cast for this movie. Yeah, it's very small. It um, is. Um, but keep going. I know you got I'll say Lawrence Tierney as uh, Owen. He's the bartender that I think they're all rounding up to go out there. Yeah, but, yeah uh, I have never seen him in anything other than Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs. And then yeah. big time, like, kind of classic Hollywood actor. Yeah, film noir Yeah, actor. film noir. He's, he's oh, kind of a notorious guy. tough guy. I read some trivia on this guy apparently he got stabbed at one point uh that's all i read about it but i've heard he was an asshole oh he looks like an asshole yeah i've heard that like he was to judge a book by its cover but yeah i heard he was tough to work with on a lot of movie sets okay yeah i I, yeah 
but do you, I, do you know any other movies that he was in? Because um, you're really big into like the classic. Yeah, I just watched something. Let me look it up because okay. I literally just watched something uh, about so a while month you guys, ago. While you guys him. look up stuff, okay, I got your thing. Okay, um, the Corey Feldman movie is called A Dangerous Place. Okay. Um, it was from the early '90s. Sign me up, I'm in. Yeah, and um, it's got a five point five point four on Rotten Tomatoes. A teenage martial artist is thrown into a world of theft and risky behavior when investigating the death of his older brother. So oh. it's kind of like Gleaming the Cube. I would say, or yeah, is it Cuffs or Gleaming the Cube? I never saw Cuffs. Gleaming okay, it's Gleaming the Cube with then. his brother. Yeah, um, but it stars uh, a bunch of people I don't know, but it has Corey Feldman in it. So. Is there some names you can list off? Yeah. So the names are I don't even know who these people are. Um, Ted Jan Roberts. No. All okay. right. I'll move on. Okay. <laughs> if, if that's what you're leading off with, there's no one else I'm going to know. Dude, I imagine like the listener was just like, just get to the damn movie. Let's talk about Silver Bullet. Uh, Lawrence Tierney, I, I just watched him in Born to Kill. Okay. Which is a film noir. A Star is Born to Kill. A Star is Born. <laughs> star with uh, Criss Cross. Criss Cross. Yeah. Stars are Born to Kill. Um, he's in Junior and he's in Armageddon. And okay. then I forgot, I just watched him in Naked Gun. Oh yeah, he's one of the gun. empires. When he pulls, remember like, oh, is he really? Yeah, oh, when he okay. pulls the gun out, and he's like, all right, all right. He's yeah. like, you're the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. He's one okay. of the guys that's standing. Hey, there. it's Enrico Palazzo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, another Corey Feldman. We did uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, wow. And what this we haven't done, Meatballs Four. Oh wow, we really got to complete the cycle. Have of you the seen that movie? Cycle of the Feldman. <laughs> Where it's it's meatballs with aliens. I have seen this one. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's really bad. Yeah, um, I remember Chris was trying to get me to watch it. He went through a really bad breakup, and he's like, "You got to watch this movie. It's I need so to good." Watch it. <laughs> I was like, "I was like, man, you are tanking." That dude. is yeah. not a true story. <laughs> uh, continuing, on, we got Terry O'Quinn as Sheriff Joe Haller. Terry uh, O'Quinn, man, awesome actor. Just watched him last week in Rocketeer. Yeah, so Rocketeer, he plays um, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes, yeah. Uh, X Files, X Files the movie, and Millennium, which are all kind of shared universe. Oh, cool! Playing different characters in each really? iteration. Okay. Did you say Willennium? No. Like the Will Smith album? No. He's on I, that. I said Millennium. <laughs> oh, Millennium! Open your ears. My bad. Millennium. I mean, Will I think Lennium. he's actually in two episodes of X Files the show, playing two different characters. He's in X Files the movie, playing a different character, and then Millennium. Uh, are you saying Willennium? Millennium. Millennium. <laughs> um, Turn that M upside down. <laughs> Uh, no, there's actually a really great episode of uh, Millennium. Millennium. <laughs> okay. uh, it's a Halloween episode, though. Oh. It used to scare the shit out of I me. I want to watch it. I always mean to watch it every Halloween. It's called the, the Curse of Frank Black, and it's all about him taking his daughter trick-or-treating and weird stuff happens. With Lance Henriksen. Lance Henriksen. The only not I remember not from that Stephen McCaddy. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I remember from that show is that there was like a year, it was a Christmas episode, and somebody got him a Christmas gift, and he opened it up, and it was two VHS movies, and it was Silent Night, Deadly Night, and uh, really? Black Christmas. Is that, real? Oh, wow. is that real? Wow. That's the cool. only thing I remember from that show. Cool. Um, so, yeah, he's an alias, Lost Rocketeer, uh, and also notable for The Stepfather, which is never an saw it. movie. I've never seen it. Either. I think it's on Shudder, actually. Is it? Or okay. either Shudder or Amazon Prime. I can't remember. Wait, wait, what? The Stepfather. Oh, yeah. Stepfather's Matt, Matt, awesome. I need to watch it. I like Stepfather. It's I need awesome. I watch it, yeah. Yeah. They made, like, a lot of those movies. Like, I think up to four, and then they... He's in two of them. Okay, so yeah, he's in the first, first two. two. But then they remade it with one of the Nip Tuck guys, I think. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. It's called yeah. The Grandfather. I guess. And then they did another one. It's called Grandpapa. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpapa. Um, and then, finally, 
and I can't believe we're talking about this movie specifically a year after I brought it up on our Dawn of the Dead okay. episode because I did the cast for that. Yeah. We got James A. Bafico as Milt Sternfugler. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand was, anything you who just was, said. Who was watching some wrestling before he died. And uh, he was in Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, he's the guy that kicks down that door and shoots that guy's head off. Oh, shit. That's Milt Strum, or No, his name is James A. Bafico, but he in this movie, he's playing Milt Sturmfuller. Dude, can we talk? I'm going to bring this up. Uh, yeah, we can talk. Okay, because we're going to get uh, we'll get into the movie, but he's another alcoholic in this movie. I feel like the movie sets up like four scenes. Everyone's drinking hard. Drinking or pills, I think. Yeah. 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 That's like those are the main targets. Yeah, because like, they set it up with him Yeah. when he's drinking. Gary Busey's an alcoholic. Yeah. Well, not it. Really. I don't know got, if he's an alcoholic. And he just you, got the, uh, you got the major league coach who's has that gravelly voice. Yep. And, and then we like, got we've got the guy who's who's uh, the opening scene. The guy's walking guy. down the the train tracks. That's the yeah. guy from uh, Major League. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom Berenger? No, <laughs> no. Uh, and then you got the girl who's like, I'm going to take a bunch of pills and I'm going to end my life. Yeah. And yeah. And then it's uh. Her. So yeah, there's a lot of drinking going on, and then like a lot of the a lot of the exposition takes place in a bar. Yeah. Where we're just getting Owen's sm- bar. slammered. Uh, and then <laughs> slammered. Yeah, when he got slammered. Slammered. When you get slammed, drunk, hammered, slammered. Man, I can't wait for COVID to end so we can go to the bar and get slammered. Slammered and talk about fighting the werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys are all probably drunk when they went to the the woods later on the movie. So yeah, he's killing a bunch of out. Oh, 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 I would. Like Halloween for it. And like, yeah, we gotta get him. Oh yeah. yeah, a complete failure of a Halloween four. Oh re- man, remake or yeah. whatever. But um, yeah. So that's that's all I got for the cast. And all right. Crew. Let's do Silver Bullet in 1985. Let's talk first about the narration of the older sister. Is this necessary? Oh, yeah. It makes no sense. Mar- Marty's dead. Is that's she, what it what sounds like. I don't know. That's what it sounds yeah. like. It sounds like, like Marty's I dead. I love you. Good night. He's like, I, no, because like she ends the movie off with, like, I'll always love you, now, Marty. you always jump to the end. Yeah. I yeah. literally, no, makes, yeah. I literally 0.5 seconds. Well, you brought up the narration. So I feel like, because at the end of the movie, she's like, she makes a comment. She's like, like something like, I'll always love you, Marty. It's like, this is a night that we'll always remember, and I love you. Yeah, it sounds very like posthumous. Po- yeah. Posthumous. Yeah. 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 Posthumous. Yeah. It's just odd though, because like saying that word right, you could probably get away without not having any narration in this movie. It just doesn't make sense because they they show it's almost like she's telling the story of what happened throughout this entire movie. But it's like, was she there when the sheriff got killed by the werewolf? Was she there in the woods, like watching? When you put these, it that way, that's actually yeah. All these point. like all these townspeople get slaughtered. Like, how does she know all this stuff happened? It's weird too because like the movie, uh, they put a date on it, and it's like 1976. Yeah, yeah. And like a 10 year date, like, and it still looks like the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't like when they do like the decade stuff. And it's like they're still yeah. wearing the fashion of the the year it was actually shot in. What's what's the point of making it in 1976? There's no well, point. Well, I think yeah. in the book it's supposed to take place in 70. Or no, there's no date in the book at all. I don't think there's a date in the book. Yeah, so yeah, they make it 76 for some reason. And I don't get it. Yeah. I'm like, I try to look for like reasons like, oh, you know. Was there a specific probably, like technology yeah, that existed? Yeah, 10 years before cell phones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was ten years before cocaine was like the height oh, of yeah. drugs. And does she does she narrate it in the book? I haven't read no. this in years. No, I think it's from. I just read the book recently, uh, yeah. the, about a w- two weeks ago. It just, all it does is just t- takes place between each full yeah. moon, right? Okay, the way that well, well, let's talk about that. The way the book is set up is it's twelve chapters, month to month to month throughout a year, and uh, the full moons usually will like land on holidays. 
uh, even though that's like not really correct. But Stephen King has made a comment. He's like, yeah, I just did it because it's like it's better to write it that way. Yeah, I would say um, because if they did, if we were following the the rule of this story in the movie where it's like it takes place in '76. Yeah, there's no uh, full moon on Halloween. I think in in '76. Yeah, and I, I'm I can get past that. Yeah. Um, but like. It's weird because the way the 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 movie's got or the book's got I think twelve deaths in it or like at least eleven. Okay. And uh, like I said, month to month. So the first month is January, and that's where our opening scene would take place. But in the movie, this is what September? No, this is uh, May. Yeah. It's, it's like spring, right before summer gets out, and then when the girl gets when the girl gets killed with the, who's swallowing the pills. Yeah. It's June in the movie, yeah, yeah, and in the book it's February, and it's supposed to be Valentine's Day is when it's happening. Because by the end of the movie, I think it takes place in Halloween. Yeah, the end of the movie takes place in Halloween. Is it really? The end of yeah. the book takes place at New, New Year's, Year's, New Year's on, Eve. I think. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Oh, that'd be cool. Which okay. I was looking at the full moon uh, for the book, and I guess the earliest, if it's supposed to take place in the seventies decade for the book, because there's no date or whatever. The earliest, I guess, the first instance of New Year's or a full moon occurring on New Year's Eve is actually seventy one. So it would take place in seventy one if that's the case. Oh, okay. I was just kind of curious to see like yeah, yeah, when they when, they, when it would. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you should submit that to Highlights Magazine. Oh yeah, no Disney. Disney oh, would like that. Disney Adventures. Yeah. I wonder if that's still a thing. Anyway, so the movie starts off and we have this narration from the older sister and she's talking about the story that happened ten years ago with her and her brother and the occurrence of a werewolf in their town. That's the entire plot. It starts off, uh, I'm not going to go scene by scene, but it's this uh, drunk on railroad tracks, and it would be a really effective scene when he gets killed by this werewolf. If you knew what the hell he was doing? No, I was going to say, like the way his head flies off, Oh yeah, it looks cheesy. Yeah. The graphic itself looks good. Like, yeah. When it cuts to it, it's actually very disturbing. Yeah, it's just like on um, the tracks or whatever. Yeah, and uh, but the, the hit off the, like, head looks so goofy yeah. i my problem with the scene was i didn't know what his job was he's just a railroad <laughs> like, railroad uh, I was, worker. that's what that's i was it. trying to wrap my head around yeah. i was like what is he doing and at one point he gets out of the car with like a pickaxe and a shovel and he just cleans one of the boards with like the shovel and he takes a little bit of dirt off of it and i was yeah. like is this this guy's job <laughs> is this, i was like sad <laughs> i was like no wonder why he's drunk it's like a really easy job to do like yeah. you're not gonna you know you're on the track so you're never gonna lose where you're what, at yeah. what, what makes no sense though is this guy gets killed by the werewolf and then it cuts to like a hard cuts you know the next day is his head's on the track and they're like well they couldn't figure out what happened they just ruled it as like an accident that he got his head cut off by a train and yeah that's it yeah yeah and it's like on. that makes but no sense whatsoever the cart that he's on like whatever i don't know what to call it like the little like like a mining cart or yeah whatever, it's like, like a, a, i don't know it's like a it's on the railroad tracks. yeah it never gets hit by the train and, yeah. it's, and it's behind him the whole time, so technically... Like, it would have gotten hit by the train. Or it would either get hit by the... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah, I don't it, know. Makes, it just makes no sense, like, story-wise. Like, they just ruled it death by train, I guess. Like, it yeah. Just kind and of it's probably just, like, the town trying to cover it up. <laughs> Which I'm fine with. I know, but it's also, like, I'm. this is something I'm, I'm, I'm fine with, because it's not like they're like, werewolf. Yeah, yeah. but still, I'm yeah, sure you get fired as a detective if you're like, I think this is a werewolf. And you're like... Uh, Captain, I got something to add to that. Yeah. What's his job? <laughs> and I think it's a werewolf. <laughs> I think it was the mummy. Um, I will say, and I might be alone in this, but I think the graphics are good in this. I think the... Uh, there are, there's some areas that aren't bad. Yeah. Well, let's uh, go through it. I mean, let's, yeah. let's continue on with the movie. Let's discuss it. Um, so basically, it's this town, and these murders keep happening. Um, you have this lady 
who it seems very abrupt the way they do it, but she is pregnant. She confronts the father at like a. Uh, it might be your oven, but it's not my bun. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he ends up saying. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember where they're at. Uh, they're out some some outdoor. Yeah. Thing. But he tells her this, leaves her, and then she goes home to like commit suicide later. Yeah, on. with pill. I think pill overdose or something like yeah. that. And like, and um, this seems pretty graphic. Uh, like I mean, like the the blood work in this is pretty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Um. But a werewolf comes in, ends up killing her, which we find out later on, spoiler alert, that so the reverend in the town is the werewolf. It was to prevent her. He kills her her so she won't go to hell, because if he did, or if he did let her kill herself, she She would go to hell. Yeah. He's doing her a favor. Doing a favor. Yeah. yeah, You're welcome. It's the only kill in the whole movie that's on purpose. Yeah. But, like, it's weird, too, because it's like, in the book, they state that, like, he can't help being the werewolf. Like, yeah. you know, like most werewolf stories are, yeah. right? Yeah, he can't, like he can't help control, it. You know. Lock me yeah. up! Like, I like that. That's one, awesome. Yeah. At yeah. one point in the book, he goes out of town. I think it's like the November month. Okay. He goes out of town because the town is basically saying it's a werewolf. Okay. Like and they're, they're going on, board on now. Yeah, and they're, they're on board, and they're going to go send out a bunch of people to go hunt the werewolf. That's so he cool. leaves town when that happens. That's so. awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he still accidentally ends up killing somebody, like when he's out of town. Oh, whoopsie. Um <laughs> But uh, oh, in the movie, Butterclaws. <laughs> in the movie, they make it look like he's able to do. He like, can he can transform by will because when he kills yeah. the sheriff, there's no full moon at that night, and they're like, oh, there's no full moon, so but I guess it, he can just. I, what I, I guess what I'm asking is like, what I'm confused about is like, does he want to kill in the That's, movie? Yeah, the motive the, is like not clear. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean. He, kills a kid which is like that's kind of shitty of this reverend to do when does he kill a kid oh yeah the kills the uh, yeah yeah, marty's like best friend or whatever um so yeah the motors aren't clear and so is the the plot of this movie (laughs) but i do like it's a good way of throwing it off is when the town decides after Corey thelman's friend dies the town's like we're gonna go hunt this thing down and the reverend's like stop don't do this and it's really clever yeah. because you're like, oh, the Reverend doesn't want him to kill. You have, yeah. you, you're completely thrown they, off. They and make he's it, doing that. yeah. When you look back at it after you find out, it makes it look like he's like, no, I don't want to kill you guys. But then, it's oh like, no, I think he was doing it like, don't kill me. Like, oh, oh really? Oh, okay. okay. I thought it was a total like, no, I don't want to kill you guys. Oh, really? But then he's like actively trying to kill Marty in that intense car chase. Scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So we have Marty Corey Ham. And we have Gary Busey, who's like the drunk uncle. Um, Dude, we'll, call un- him, we'll call him Drunkle for short. There you go. <laughs> um, oh Gary Busey, you can tell Gary Busey has fun with this. Yeah, I Dude, think he's having fun. Gary Busey's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I'll say that, like, uh, I think he's a great actor. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, and, like, I know he gets, like, kind of a bad rap because he's, like... Um, well, it's all because of the, the motorcycle The motorcycle accident. accident. Um, he gets a bad rap now, but, like, yeah, like, he... I mean, he's great in a lot of movies. He brings oh, yeah. a lot of like, character. Like Straight Time with Dustin Hoffman. It's a yeah. crime, crime movie. Okay. Crime drama. Dude, he's excellent in that movie. Apparently, he ad-libbed a bunch of lines for this movie that he got approval from Stephen King to do. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like that's the, cool. The that's Piss cool. on the Phillies line? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, I, I think, like, he's he he definitely holds the movie 
to oh, a higher standard. Every time he's on screen, I'm like, okay, I wish he's just in every scene yeah. in this movie. Like, he's really the guy. Which is odd, because I would say him and, like, Corey Haim are kind of the main. Maybe the sister. I like I like Corey Haim and the, the sister. I just wish yeah. that there was more interaction between the three of them throughout There's the movie. There's not. At one point, like, Corey Haim is gone for, like, 40 minutes, I swear. Yeah, because it becomes the detective show with the girl, yeah. and she's, like, looking for the one-eyed yeah, like, Oh, yeah, I forgot. Wow. Corey Haim is Have you guys seen the one-eyed monster <laughs> of Tarker's Mills? <laughs> Tarker's Mills. Corey Haim is paralyzed from the waist down, so he has, like, this, uh, like, motorized wheelchair. Later on, Gary Busey makes him a this, new wheelchair, which he bullet. titles Silver Bullet. Uh, Corey Haim does a good job selling this. Oh, okay. Stupid, yeah. stupid question. Because okay. I don't, I don't. You guys aren't gonna know the answer either. What's a wheelchair? Uh, motorized wheelchairs. When did those become like? You know, I don't know. Not was really sure. Like, I would say like you know, eighties probably. I would say. Yeah. So is that the reason we get our date is seventy six so they can come up with the really cool like go kart? Gary Busey is yeah. the inventor of the yes. motorized wheelchair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this drunk idiot. Is this is the reason the... why we get a decade, like a decade uh, in the past, so we can have like these go kart? wheelchairs in the movie he and comes out with like, the, the silver bullet line of uh, motorized wheelchairs yeah <laughs> i love it you want to go fast kid yeah, yeah. <laughs> hee-haw hee-haw he always calls me that uh Corey Haim does sell this really good uh, i think he's i think he actually does a pretty good job in this every movie. time he's like moving without his wheelchair like i was like watching to see if he could like sell this and yeah. like he does. Like, yeah, I, I think totally, he does, he's a good yeah. job. Like, yeah. he's a good actor. Like, yeah. yeah, he does a for, good job. I mean, especially for a child to be able to sell this. Especially when he's doing his own stunts later on in this movie, when what he gets mean? the silver bullet. There's parts where he's doing wheel, wheelies oh, with the I silver bullet. Oh, I was paying oh, attention. Yeah. And it's yeah. Corey Haim driving. Yes, it is. Is this his first movie? Uh, You know, I didn't, I didn't think to look it up. It's got to be close, if anything. I okay. didn't think to look it up, but I can. Uh, yeah, go ahead and look that up, because I think this might be his first movie. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's not a name. Like a big name at this time. At this point, yeah, because he's super young. I mean, this and like Lucas were around the same time, so yeah, Lucas is like real close to this. Yeah, um, but yeah, so to kind of cut to that part, Gary Busey makes him this like ultra powerful wheelchair, and he takes it down the road. And I was looking, and like it's Corey Haim's face. Like yeah. he's he's doing like these wheelies, and like it's pretty impressive for like what a twelve year old or something like so that. So this is actually his third movie. Okay, his first direct uh, his debut was in a movie called um, I just had it up. Uh, it's a movie with it's called Firstborn. Okay, starring uh, Terry Gar and Peter Weller. A first star is born. Uh, first star is born. Firstborn, <laughs> but I believe it's about first star is born. A, uh, I believe Chris it's Cross. I believe it's about uh, an abusive husband. And oh. Uh, oh. yeah, I, I've actually seen this way back in the day. Oh, really? It's very intense. <laughs> okay. If I recall. So yeah, that was his first movie. And then he was in a movie called uh, Secret Admirer starring C. Thomas Howell. Uh, and then, yeah, this is his third movie, basically. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so he gets this ultra powerful wheelchair. And they're showing him on the road because later on, he's going to be gunning it from the Reverend which we could just cut to right now. Because um, how does Corey Haim find out it's the Reverend? Why does the Reverend start chasing him? Well, it happens because uh, um, they cancel the 4th of July because it's, all these smurfs are happening. It's not the 4th. Yeah. What's that? That's why it's, it's not the 4th. That's it, it threw me off, too. It's September. It's September already, yeah. Yeah. And it's really oh, weird. Oh, maybe they're doing like a Labor Day. Like uh, uh, okay. I don't know what they're doing. 
Uh, because like they canceled the fe- the fair or yeah. whatever, right? They don't say it's Labor Day, and then Gary Busey gives him fireworks, and he said, "Hey, here you go, Fourth of July in September." Oh yeah, it's really weird. Well, they do fireworks for Labor Day. No, yeah. it's not even September. Hold on, what? I'm looking. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, because Terry O'Quinn gets killed in September. Yeah, he's the last death before October hits on Halloween. This night. makes no sense because it is actually a canceled Fourth of July celebration. Uh huh. And because of the murders. Yeah, and in the they, book, it's that way. Yeah, but they clearly state that it's uh, 4th of July in September. So this takes place in September, this scene, where he's out in the middle of the woods shooting the fireworks. So it's supposed to be September. Oh, well, maybe, my gosh, Maybe I'm in so the confused. 70s, 4th of July did take place in September. Oh, maybe that's it, yeah. It oh, that's ten, why, 10 years later. That's why, yeah. 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 Um, uh, but what's what's sadder? Uh, shooting fireworks by yourself in the middle of the woods or eating candy in the middle of the woods? This is... Uh, Eating fireworks in the middle of the woods. Well, so the werewolf's the sad, the sad, yeah. the saddest one in this. <laughs> yeah, he eats. It. He definitely eats fireworks. <laughs> Man, I forgot about this. Eat this loser. <laughs> that sleepaway camp scene is so sad. <laughs> That's a movie we need to revisit for the podcast. That's what we need to do a commentary again. On. I've seen that movie. Okay, since we've done the podcast, I've watched that movie five times. I've only seen it that one time, and I've seen it plenty of times before we recorded the episode. But it's I haven't. So I haven't seen it since we recorded it. Um, Dude, what? I've shared that movie. I'm gonna, we're going to talk about it a little bit more. This, yeah, is, your, this, is, your, this is your chain letter. Sleepaway Camp, like it was the ring videotape. <laughs> like, you got to watch this. And then, like, it just gets passed on. This is your It Follows? Yeah. You have to watch this. Oh, I closed my eyes. Hey, oh, watch it again. <laughs> watch it again. And then you turn the corner, and that girl's like. <sighs> Isn't Matt's that a, scary? That's bird boxing everybody holding open their eyes. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> bird boxed me? You bird boxing bastard. <laughs> uh, one scene I want to get back to before we get to um, the revelation that it's the Reverend is that the Reverend has a nightmare that everybody in his church is turning into and a werewolf. And I think this is after the the death of the townspeople in the woods because they have the oh, mul- is that after that? multiple coffins. This is after. Okay, no, this is right after the kid gets killed. His buddy gets killed he because has a, it's he has no he has a dream for this one the kid yeah and then when the the townspeople uh because the dad comes in he's like they killed my son yes. yeah and then the townspeople go out and then he has a dream after that and that's when because okay. uh, yeah, the, dad, the, the dad's in the crowd basically like whatever this scene is goofy as shit oh you don't like it uh, it's cool but like when they cut to the the werewolf playing the organ like oh a, yeah, like and an it's animatronic. Like, it's bleeding. Oh, this is a cool scene. I love this going scene. On here? This is probably the best scene in the movie. I mean, this is where all the make. I don't know why they yeah. didn't use one of these werewolves for the. I know. <laughs> the I know. Uh, so I want to bring this up with you guys. To ask you a question. Did you guys first time you saw it? If you can remember, uh, did you know it was the Reverend? I don't think so. No. I don't remember. No. Yeah. Is it a little too obvious that it's it the Reverend? Now, yeah. Like they don't much. really like try to like hide it at oh, all i think it's still hidden pretty well i think that they do a really good job because this it. is what gives it away and it's the same way in the book too this is the moment where you kind of like they start doing like a point of focus on the reverend character yes. and they're like why are they showing this guy it's like the yeah. the reveal that roy's jason yeah yeah you're like oh they're really focused on this guy right now. what'd you say oh nothing roy yeah what'd you say reverend oh nothing nothing <laughs> i think the church scene is awesome looking um it's cool i like the way that's lit and like the yeah. it gets yeah. really gross too yeah. with like the transformations i think this, is, is, this terrified me as well not oh, terrified. Yeah, yeah. it creeped me out when yeah. i was a kid though who yeah. is the older guy that's in this church we've seen him in movies um he's got like a, a mustache and hair and oh, is, this, is, boy. This, is this the dad is this the they killed no. my son Who's, is he wearing a bald cap 
I don't think so. I think he's wearing a bald cap. Um, he has, is like, it the guy? Is it the guy that's like talking? He's like Reverend. You let them die. I or think whatever. so. Yeah. That's it, the that's the dad of Brady, the kid that gets killed. What else by, is he in though? Um, because I, he is a face that has shown up in plenty of movies growing up. Do you yeah. know? Are we all talking about the same person? The dad. Is that the dad? The one that's bald? Yeah. The, no, he's, he's not bald. He's wearing a suit. Oh, okay. No, okay. he's not bald. Well, all right. Um, you should have done a better job on your description because oh, there's a lot. Yeah, of what, keep going. Is, keep going. This, this is, is good. A, there's right. a 70s and does there's he a have, lot of people with mustaches. Does he, he have eyes? Hair? He has two. He's got two actually. of them. Okay, two eyes. Um, anyway, yeah, we'll come back to it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I like how you like you gave up so quickly. Chris pulled his phone out to look it up, and he didn't no clue what to look up, and he just put it down. He's like, I forgot. Well, he's only in a few scenes. Yeah, and it's probably gonna have to like really good thing. Are you talking about the guy who argues with him in the bar, and he's like, these cops aren't doing their job. It's the guy that like, um, yeah, the guy that's like, you and your fat partner. Yeah, you know, can't get the I job don't know. done. He looks like a guy who was like in Home Alone or something. Oh, I don't know. Or like a kid movie that we grew up with. No? No, I don't know. No. Okay, at one point, Matt, when you go on one of your tangents about, I don't know. I'm trying to, dude, I'm trying to nurse you as well as I can right now, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, Is I, it Milt Sturmfuller? <laughs> <laughs> James A. <Papico? laughs> Um. So yeah, this church scene is awesome. So the church scene is after the whole we're hunting in the woods thing. Yeah, because there's four coffins laid out. Yeah. And then, yeah, basically. And the hunting in the woods scene is pretty cool. Um, it's just that damn bat. That I don't damn like bat it. It doesn't me bother off. me. It gets well, it gets so much use throughout the movie. Yeah, and it's just like use your. It's like another character. Use your claws. Use your claws. <laughs> yes, and but it's not as bad because before we watched this, Matt made it sound like all he did was walk around with the bat, like it was walking tall meets werewolves. <laughs> yeah. And it is not. It's really, like, but it's also it is strange. Does that he, the bat get kills? Of, does the bat get a lot of play? No, the, the bat's book? not really in the in the. I don't. Even, the bat's not in the book. Okay. It feels like that's like Stephen King like trope. Yeah. You know the item that's like gets a big focus. On yeah, because like the way. Uh, if I'm all right, if I'm remembering this correct, um, the way he kills the chief or just a police officer. Yeah. Is that police officer sitting there at the crossroads outside of Tarker's Mills? Oh. And he comes up to him by the car and rips his cheek. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a really visual. cool illustration of it. Yeah. Okay. Chris, the actor you're talking about is William Newman. Okay. What else was William Newman in? Mrs. Doubtfire. The craft, oh, Leprechaun. Yes. That's who he is, because he's the Serpent guy. Serpent in the Rainbow, Monkey Shine. You've seen this guy a Whoa, lot. previous episode. Which what, what do you say? Which one? Serpent in the Rainbow. I did just watch, but I can't remember who he is. Funny Farm. Um, he's the one in Mrs. Doubtfire who has the show that uh, Mrs. Doubtfire's going to take over for. Uh, okay. He's like He's like a really sweet old man, but like it's yeah, kind of he's, boring. Yeah, when, when he's doing the, the... And then becomes the mailman later on on Mrs. Doubtfire's show. So who oh. the guy we're talking about in the movie, he's the guy, he's the gas station attendant. Okay. Oh, so when, he, gas, when he pulls okay. up to the gas station, he's like, you want me to check... He's like, we check the oil too? And he's like... Uh, he's like, yeah, sure. He's like, you want me to check the brakes? And, the, and they laugh I think he says a bullshit meter or something like oh, that. Okay. Or, okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm going to figure that out because that was bothering me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we have the whole, like, they were hunting the werewolf down in the woods. Um, kind of inspired Steven Spielberg's Lost World. Um, <laughs> kind of is, yeah. And then we have the reverend scene where he's having the nightmare about the wolves. Yeah. And then we then, get their fireworks they, scene right here. Oh, go ahead. They Matt. for a second, dude. Yeah. Okay. We're on the fireworks scene. Gary Busey mentions that it's a werewolf. No, he doesn't believe it's a werewolf, though. Yeah, but they mentioned. So there's been talk about it being a werewolf. 
Okay. Because okay. Gary Busey's like, he, the kid brings it up, or Sean Aston brings it up, not Sean Aston. Uh, Corey Haim. Corey Haim <laughs> brings it up, and he says, he's like, yeah, I don't think it's a man. I think it's a beast. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when Gary Busey's driving off after giving the fireworks, he's like, hey, he's like, don't get attacked by the werewolf. Oh, and he yeah. just off. I think that's just him being cool uncle, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, Drunkle, a yeah, cu- Drunkle. Cool uncle's a cunkle. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, okay, so would you so guys? Cool. Okay, I'm gonna. It's like I, I want to talk about the hunting in the woods scene for a okay. second. Like, would you that? partake? Yeah. Would we partake in that? No. 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 Really? No. You wouldn't be like, let's go out into the woods. And by the way, why the hell are they going out to the woods? Like it's a, also foggy as hell. Yeah, yeah. why? why you know, Hunt is terrified of fog. Yeah, but there's been no kills. You see those light rays earlier? That was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> there's no kids in the woods. Or sorry, there's no kills in the woods. Why were that? Why do they think the woods? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. It's maybe weird. Maybe they're following some tracks or something. Uh, they they were tra- some train tracks because <laughs> they thought it was a train earlier. <laughs> they, it's just a bunch of drunk dudes <laughs> get in their trucks and they go down in the woods and split up. Yeah, it makes no sense. These these sounds super dumb. Also, they're probably drunk as shit right I'm now. I'm making lemonade in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's uh, exactly what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. Why they're hunting. It's probably a line that we missed, though. I'm yeah. sure there's a reason they did it. Um, but yeah, later on in the film, Corey Haim gets some fireworks from Gary Busey. He goes out to set him by himself. And this is when the wolf shows also, up. Also, put the silver bullet on lock, like lock it in the garage or something. It's placed directly below his his bedroom window, like the parents. Yeah. And they didn't wake up when he started that motor. <laughs> yeah. And he just takes off on a wheelie. Like. <laughs> um, so but he yeah. runs into the werewolf. He shoots a firework into the werewolf's eye. Um, this is then- where you kind of get like a... I think they only show like the eyes really of the werewolf, right? Yeah, not really full body. Maybe. Werewolf. Well, yeah. At this point, they really haven't shown it because they they hint at it when they kill that father in like the shed slash greenhouse. Oh, you're talking about is. Millstorm Fuller. Yeah, Millstorm Fuller. Yeah, played by James A. Baffico. Yes. Yeah, um, they kind of set up a love interest for Marty. For like oh, they do. Yeah. yeah, they don't. They never return to it. No, she leaves they, town. Yeah, she leaves town. Oh, after okay. The, yeah. Okay. But um. The father's death is brutal because he gets pulled into like the plank of wood that goes into his yeah, stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, she ends up leaving town, and I don't know how I got to this point, but oh yeah, so Corey Haim. Oh yeah, so as far as like they're only showing really the eyes, the yeah, world so far, yeah. and this is like the full first like full blown. Dude, this is a this is a total hail mary by Corey Haim shooting that oh, rocket. Yeah, like for sure, if you didn't get that to to hit, like, yeah, he's super dead. And this next day, actually, this might be my favorite scene of the movie. Um, Corey Haim tells his sister about it, and she's just kind of like, you know, okay, I guess I'll, yeah. you know. I'll... But she goes to help him out, and he's like, yeah, I know that this wolf has one eye now. So it's not, it's her collecting cans around town, trying to find like this one-eyed guy. Yeah, and I think it's a really cool scene. I feel like the tension is there. It's not yeah. bad. I actually kind of like the music here. The music's pretty good. Yeah. I do like the music in this. Uh, was the composer J? Ch- is it Jay Chataway? Oh, Chataway. I think that's what his name okay. is. Uh, I do like the score for this movie. Yeah, the score is pretty solid. Um, it's weird yeah, at Jay times because it's like, are they trying to do something like wholesome or like menacing? It's 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 very up and I down. Yeah, like yeah. Um, so she ends up taking cans to the Reverend. Just cans. They're just cans. <laughs> and this is when we had to reveal that it was the Reverend. Who only has he has the the damaged eye or whatever mm-hmm, you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this leads to the sister believing Corey Haim, them trying to convince Gary Busey. 
the Reverend chasing Corey Ham down the street. And then, actually, I think what 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 uh, turns uh, the Reverend to try to kill uh, Corey Ham is because he sends that really uh, kind of disgraceful yeah. uh, ransom note to him to tell him to kill himself. Yeah. yeah. And then they say too, like we send him letters every day for three well, days. Every yeah. day. Well, they like, okay, they set it up in the book. That's so many so many highlight magazines they went through. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason he does this, and he does it to like basically like, and okay, and the, they set up in the book that he's going to send these letters, and if uh, the reverend doesn't respond to him, yeah, because then the final one he writes his name. Okay. He's like, I'm writing my name on this letter. Like That's they're all anonymous. Ballsy, ballsy yeah. move. But it's it's a way to call him out because he's like he's like if the reverend comes after me, and says anything like to like mom and dad. Then like it's not him, okay. but if he decides to like attack or or if he decides not to do anything at all, then he's definitely the werewolf, and we know he's the werewolf. Okay, okay. Like by giving him his money. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Okay. So I was like, okay, it's a cool setup. That's why he's like, you should, you know, he's like, it's kind of threatening letters and that to try to get some kind of contact out of him, and like because it's not the re- perceived this way in the movie. Yeah, because no. the Reverend doesn't talk about it. Basically, the Reverend says that yeah, I'm aware. Like he basically tells Marty he's the werewolf. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is where he admits like. I had to kill her or else she was going to go to hell, so I did her a favor. Oh, Which is yeah. so weird. Like, I hate when people describe things in movies, like their motives. Yeah, it's like their... Corey Haim doesn't care. No. Yeah. No, but he actually... wants him to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like he's like, oh, he's like... Did you, you get my letters? <laughs> that's great. Did you get my letters? <laughs> yeah, that's cool and all, but, like, uh, did you get those letters? <laughs> uh, because after this chase scene on the silver bullet, uh, being chased by the Reverend, he... Corey Haim goes into like an abandoned like part of the bridge. Yeah, and this seems pretty creepy. Like the Reverend's like approaching him. Um, and he and, yells for the uh, uh, the guy in the tractor. Yeah, and he kind of gets saves the day, and the Reverend it's takes like, real off. Spooky, right? This that's is real spooky. creepy, right? Um, and I think that's pretty much at this point. It kind of this is like this to, is like, I think the final showdown where they have to the basically tell Uncle uh, uh, Drunkle. Drunkle yeah. Busey, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that the werewolves come for them. So yes. it's like another like convincing scene, you know. Yeah. Well, before this, so actually the one scene before we lead to the end here, um, probably the most disturbing part of the movie for me was Terry O'Quinn's death. Oh yeah, this is actually yeah this happens next because now they're telling the um the sheriff that's the yeah. reverend to go check it out and he obviously doesn't believe it, but he goes to the the garage at night for some reason when of all course. these murders occur. So you know yeah. Uh, and then this is where he gets cornered by the 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 reverend, and he gets scalped. It is like actually, it's like multiple like quick quick shots of the bat impacting the head, and it's like blood shooting it's out. It's very disturbing okay. Thing, so yeah. my theory is he kills him with the bat is because he's it's not the full moon yet, and he's like the strongest at the full moon. Oh, so he like kind of barely turns into a werewolf, but he knows he can't like kill him as a were- like. That's interesting. He's not strong enough to kill him as a werewolf, so he beats him to death with the bat. Okay, that's my theory, but. I, I also don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, shit. What was I going to say? Talk about the uh, sheriff basically eating it here. And then... Yeah, the sheriff eats it here. Using his bat. Oh, um, yeah. I want to bring this up because, we're, okay, oh, yeah. here's my question for you guys. So in the next scene, they take off their necklaces. To and get it's it like pure silver. To, to make a silver bullet, right? Uh, to make one silver yeah. bullet. Uh, she He takes off some... A necklace that's like a saint that's on it, and she takes off her cross. Okay, a lot of uh, Catholic iconography in this movie. Yeah, with, right? especially with like the Reverend, you know. And all yeah, that. the Reverend being the werewolf. Oh, that's a good point when you kind yeah. of put that all together. Uh, yeah. The fact that like they make a mention of several times over that Heaven if the girl, hell. the second victim, 
if she kills herself, she's going to go to hell. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a really good point. I didn't really kind yeah. of... Yeah, and I was trying to, like, do you guys, like... I don't know. Like, is there something that they were trying to say there? Or I think that would just be Stephen King. I think it's just maybe his, like, interpretation of, like, uh, religion in horror with yeah. werewolves. Because it's, like, religion never really plays a part in, in werewolf lore. Yeah, because, like, there's a it's part usually, where... It's usually vampire. That's a good know? point. Yeah. 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 Okay. All That's right. That's kind of a cool way of looking at it. Because yeah. Terry O'Quinn is, like, when they find the dead boy... He's he's carrying oh, the he's, kite and he's, he's doing the rosary prayer. Yeah, yeah. As he's walking yeah, totally. with the kite, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yep. Yeah, so yep. there's like a lot maybe, of this stuff that's okay. popping up. Maybe I'll blow your mind with this. Maybe the whole thing is is that they're so dependent on their religion that the one they're looking up to is the one that's destroying their town, mm. which is the reverend. Oh, okay. God so. is destroying the town. Oh, that's dark. But yes, but yeah, like the one that, that the thing that they're they're going to. Is what's kind of tearing them apart, kind of. Yeah, you know, in a way. And it's I'm weird just, that they got. Oh, uh, okay. It's weird that uh, later on in in uh, in people under the stairs, I think he's a, a religious uh, guy. Uh, uh, um, what's his face? Twin Peaks. Uh, yeah, Everett McGill. Yeah, Everett McGill. He plays yeah. like another kind of like. Does he? Sadistic. You know, he does yeah. like the burning hell. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I tell I'm you what. gonna get you. <laughs> I you like see. your theory a lot. That's a really cool theory. I wish there was more of that. I wish there was like more play in the yeah, uh, more play yeah. as far as like I, I wish there was more going on with but, like the the town and the people in the town, as far as like uh you know maybe they're not uh I don't know I don't know like what, something think, more think, in the lines I, of what I, you're I, saying that I theory think what, okay. what it made the story a little bit stronger because I think in the book if I recall like the the family uh the like Marty's family they're not like the church going people no yeah that's the thing in the book is that they uh he doesn't know it's the reverend he finds out it's the reverend on halloween night when he goes trick-or-treating he's wearing so like, the yoda dog mask the, or something yeah the soda they're this the soda the sister he's wearing a yoda mask yeah yeah uh the sister doesn't find out who it is he finds out who it is because he's wearing the mask he's wearing a yoda mask the re- he can't see the reverend reverend can't like or, or he can see the reverend reverend can't tell tim mm-hmm. right okay and that's how he figures out with the eye patch that that's the Reverend's the the werewolf. That's still a long shot because it could be just the Reverend playing a, being a pirate or something for his uh, yeah. Halloween costume. Yeah. Um, but he like uh, shit, I lost my train of thought. He know, he finds out that it's him. Yeah. In that scene, and they make a point in the book to say like the reason why he, it took him so long to find out is because like their religious circles don't interconnect yes yeah, so, so he a, doesn't go to he their doesn't, he doesn't he, go to the, the church he doesn't know the family as well oh, okay. yeah he doesn't no. go to their church he doesn't go to his church that he preaches at mm-hmm. i kind of want to reread this book now that we're kind of like i've never read like, it quote yeah. unquote revelation but uh oh where was i going with this oh there would like that would have made the movie story like stronger is if there was more interaction between the family even though like they're not religious people in the book but if there's more interaction where they're going to church every day and they're talking with the reverend on a daily basis or whatever, and then you least suspect that it's the reverend as the werewolf. Yeah. There would have been more of like an impact, I feel like. I, I think that's a good Where point, it's like, yeah. oh, no, we don't want to kill him, but we have to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because, like, it, I mean, it's weird that uh, she's working for him. Yeah. When she does the, um, the, cans. the can drive. Yeah. Like, she's working for him, so she sees it. Oh, she should true. see him yeah. more yeah. often. When she and, reports to him to get the cans, you know? Like, yeah. Like, but um, I feel like that's what makes like some some werewolf movies uh pretty strong, you know, specifically like American Werewolf in London, when 
at the very end, there's such a strong connection between the main character yes. and the nurse, you know, and she gets real sad at the end. You're like, oh man, that's a crazy ending. You yep. know? Yeah. Since there's no connection between the, the, the siblings and Gary Busey and the, the Reverend, you don't feel as like a huge impact by the end. This is why I love the Wolfman story so much is the melodrama. Yeah. That, I watched that last year and it was like, holy crap. Like yeah. you actually feel for this guy yeah, because he's like movie. really, he's like yeah. really sad about what's happening. Yeah. Cause know? he's like getting screwed over hardcore. Oh, massively. Like, yeah. 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 Um, I, I think what's rough for this movie too. I just kind of like close it up, I guess is that I had the, okay. So Gary Busey sends off the kid's parents on like a trip. They won or whatever. Yeah. Um, cause Gary Busey totally believes them now. They're on the same page. They make the silver bullet. And actually, like, no, he doesn't believe them until the, 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 oh, actually, the yeah, wolf right. actually breaks into yeah. the house. Um, so Gary Busey goes along with it and they're like, all right, it's going to happen tonight, et cetera, et cetera. And I paused it because I was like, oh, I probably have like 20 minutes left for the big showdown. Yeah. This movie had like eight or nine minutes left. And I was once, like, oh, this is I a think, very quick ending. I think once yeah. it gets to the sheriff dying and it's like the where, the silver bullet like creation. Yeah. There's like seriously like probably like 14 minutes, Dude, 12 minutes There's left. no chase or anything. Like they're all hanging out at the house. They're yeah. falling asleep. Gary Busey's like, all right, we're going to bed. This isn't happening. And then they look in the window. The wolf's there. The wolf basically jumps to the window there's like ten seconds of fighting, yeah, and then they shoot the wolf, yeah, and which is is actually Gary Busey yeah. doing stunts. He's like yeah. flying around doing Dude, all. Dude, he does, man. And We're- this is Everett McGill in the uh, werewolf costume. Okay, that's cool. I guess they they hired a dancer to be the werewolf, mm-hmm. and they didn't like how he was doing his like his his werewolf or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So Everett McGill's wearing the costume for a good chunk. Oh, that's of cool. Movie. Yeah. I will say, going back to the the he they go to that gunsmith to get the silver bullet yeah. created. I think uh, part of it. This and I don't know if they mentioned in the story at all about him being a wizard, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, this I, is cool. I think uh, part of this is because he had just written the Gunslinger three years prior. Okay. To the release of this movie, at least, uh, and the whole story of the Gunslinger is involved with wizards and and gun making and oh, that's kind of a, pistols. That's and, cool. Yeah, so it's kind of like a interesting where he's like he's a weapon master of sort of a wizard if you yeah will, you okay so i would think like, so then it sounds like it so it's kind of a cool like tie-in to like a shared you know yeah. kind of universe or whatever that's cool um this whole ending to get back to like the, the like the comparisons like the wolfman there's no like um connection with it so like when he gets shot and you you do have a pretty cool transformation scene of him going to human yeah um, i actually say i actually wrote down that this trans detransformation scene yeah, is actually pretty cool i really like it um you don't feel like any like connection with it because there's like no sympathy it's kind of just kind of like oh we killed him yeah thank then, god yeah you know. and he doesn't have like any last words he has one last scare though he does one last scare. he does and like that's pretty much the end of the movie yeah, yeah. like they i think that like the last scene is heard being like i love you marty yeah and it's like I was expecting to see like an older her at some. I point. know, like a Winona Ryder scene. Yeah, you know, from exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it ends kind of abruptly, and then uh, she talks about how she loves Marty, and that's the end. That's Silver Bullet, nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, uh, this is a movie. I didn't want to like get into it, but man, Matt was not happy about watching this movie. I don't like this movie. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to our, yeah. our, our ratings. So this has a forty-five on Rotten Tomatoes. I will honestly. I'll give it a 45. I think this is not a bad movie. It's not a great movie. It's a very middle of the road. Um, I'm not bored. I don't think there's anything like horrible with it. It's just a very yeah. in the middle yeah. movie. So I'll, I'll give it a 45. I think that's accurate. Uh, I'll probably give it a 40. 
And I only say it because I've I've seen this movie several times now, so it's like I got to give it a high rating if I've watched it so many That's times. That's true. That's a good yeah. point. Uh, we haven't talked about it, but the werewolf in this movie is awful. Oh, oh yes, yeah, it's, so. it's pretty bad. It I looks mean, like a bear. I mean, compared and they they said that on set, it looks like a bear. Compared to if you go to like The Howling or like American Werewolf in London, like this is like subpar werewolf. Makeup. Oh yeah, yeah, because you're like, and that's that's the thing too. It's like if you saw American Werewolf in London '81 and then The Howling in '81, I think Howling. I think it's like 80, early '80s. Yeah, um, it's in that it's in that realm of like, is it a '70s movie or '80s movie? Because even like, you know, Teen Wolf looks better than this. Oh yeah, Teen Wolf is awesome. But like. Even that dad, when he turns into a wolf, that looks way better than... <laughs> yeah. looks way better than a little teddy bear. This <laughs> werewolf guy. is bad. It's bad it's werewolf. Right. I don't think it's amazing, but it's, I don't think it's bad. Um, but, like, my beef with the movie is, like... All right, I understand there's a separation between book and the movie. Yeah. I, like, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, the book's better than the movie. Yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah. Because uh, I think they're two different story mediums, and mm-hmm. you got to, like, respect them for what, like, the time constraints that they have. But... I feel like this movie would have been so much stronger if they would have had like a twelve month span and it would have been like basically Wonder Years meets a werewolf movie. Oh, that's, cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's what I wanted to see. What would you do if there <laughs> yeah. was a werewolf in Tarker's Mill? Because the soundtrack kind of tricks you into thinking it's gonna be that. Would you walk out and shoot me in the eye? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the soundtrack tricks you to that like it's gonna be a wholesome uh coming of age movie right. it's really not right now i think it's because not. they need to focus on the kids more in this yeah and the relationship with gary Busey, like a stand by me thing yeah but yeah. they didn't keep going off and then like all the main characters disappear for 20 minutes yeah gary and, Busey's only in this for like 10 minutes maybe yeah well and they, they do a lot of like okay like they think the audience is gonna be bored so it's like okay give us a werewolf scene that scene when the dad gets killed in yeah. the 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 shed or whatever yeah. or is so boring because you're just like who yeah. cares? Sheriff, the sheriff, right? No, no, the, no, the, the, dad, the dad who gets pulled through oh, the floorboards. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he gets stabbed by a yeah. floorboard. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's such a boring scene, and it's just like you know what? We don't need this. Like I could have had like five minutes of character. Yeah. Like between like you know like give me like that that love story you were trying to do. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. They gotta with, they gotta add some more like kids. Yeah. You know, like uh, friendship you know connections and stuff like kind of just keep building yeah. up the dynamics between like more townspeople because you know it's a really solid scene not that i didn't mean to cut you off if i did but um as far as like connecting is that scene where um uh cory Haim pulls like the prank on his sister in the beginning and she ruins her yes. pantyhose or whatever they are and then later on he sneaks into her room to give her like money yeah that's and a good scene i a, like that it's a really yeah. good scene yeah it shows that connection that they really do love each other also why the hell is he hanging out with this like asshole kid Oh, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Brady. Yeah, dude, I just kept imagining him as the kid from Sleepaway Camp. Oh, uh, <laughs> which one, Ricky or yeah, Ricky? Oh, when yeah. he like curses all the time. Yeah. You piece of shit! No, I'll kill you. <laughs> so that's my that's my beef. I wish it was okay. two hours long. It was one to years meets a werewolf movie. Oh, that's cool. Forty percent. Yeah, I'd actually, I mean, uh, I'll just say fifty percent. It's down the middle. Yeah. Uh, like I could throw this on. It's not great. It's also not like bad. I mean, it kind of is bad, but like I could just throw it on background. I, I won't be like, yeah. I won't be pissed off or anything. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, 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 what was I gonna say? If they redid this in like as like an HBO miniseries, like each episode's like a day of the cycle, dude. That could cool. be that could be cool. Yeah, that's yeah. Really cool. that would be awesome to see like different different eras throughout the year and all 12, these 12 episodes over 12 months that'd be like, cool that'd be cool I'd, do, like, I'd be on board for that yeah. for sure uh i think that they could potentially remake this and make it a little bit darker uh and like you know build the the townspeople relation you know mm-hmm. the the develop the characters basically yeah, yeah i agree 
Um, but yeah, I think it's per- perfectly all right. Yeah, it's, it's not fine. Terrible. And like you said, I, I yeah, it's probably won't be terrible. the last time I watch it. I'll probably throw it on in the background at some point, and I'll probably watch it again. For yeah. a movie that yeah. Yeah. Probably end up with. yeah, for a movie, I'm not like, I don't like, like, it's just, it's the make, it's the subpar werewolf. It is. It's there's really, a, it's just like, you're, you're here to watch a werewolf movie. It's stupid because it's like, you have, like, I feel like if I was in like any kind of fast at making this movie, I'd be like, dude, like the ha- like Howling and American Warren from London are like top tier, and they just came out a few years ago. Yeah. Like, we like, can't be anywhere near the bottom. We could try to like, you know, be at their level. We're not going to be better than them, obviously, yeah. but we can't go anything lower than that. And yeah. I feel like this movie is just kind of like, eh, screw it. Yeah, they lost like the motivation throughout the. Yeah, they start off kind of strong, but then they like they lose the motivation. Yeah, it's a waste of a project. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, okay. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, no go ahead, please. Oh uh, no, I was no you go up, ahead. I was going to bring up something <laughs> about Gary Busey's like Im- impromptu dialogue and whatnot. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, there was a scene where they're at the picnic. I think they he just gives uh, Corey Haim the silver bullet. And they're like uh, eating dinner outside the house or whatever, and he's saying goodbye. There is like a total gaff, a huge gaff, and I felt like this. They just let the camera roll, and they're like, "Let's just go with it." Okay, it's him saying goodbye to everybody. He's like, "See ya, see ya, yeah. see ya," and then he like knocks over a beer bottle, like uh, when he's saying goodbye to the dad. And then when he's going to say goodbye to Corey Haim, he goes for a handshake, but Corey Haim's not looking. And then he like turns away, and Corey Haim's going for a handshake. It's just like oh, a real, kind of like, oh, yeah. real awkward, and they're like, "Yeah, just let's let's go over here," you know. And it's just like, yeah, I can see cool. that. What I is going on? I know exactly scene. what you're talking about. But yeah, um, but yeah, overall, I think it, it's fine. I think like honestly, the way the werewolf looks doesn't ruin it for me. Um, I know what you mean. Like it's tough because it was around all these like money maker werewolf movies um, that are you know, considered legendary. But I feel like if you look past, it, I think it's a it's a fine film. Yeah. It's, Who did yeah. the special effects this movie? Do you know, man? I don't know offhand. Okay. Uh, I just feel like it's like a she's all that kind of moment. You know what I mean? Where it's like you got the werewolf costume, like you just gotta like take off those glasses and the <laughs> the, the paint on the shirt and everything like the paint that. Covered overalls. Yeah, the pink covered overalls. It's a she's all that moment. Uh are you pulling up who did the it's not, it's not too hard to like make a really good werewolf, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think I mean it's I'm that sure bad. yes, I'm sure, but it's just like I feel like when it looks like I, Dina De Laurentiis like hated this, by the way. Really? He yeah, he was very disappointed in the way the werewolf looks. But the movie also could have gotten away by just showing flashes of a werewolf. Is that the director? No, that's the producer. Okay, the producer. Okay. Yeah. I names mixed up. Uh, but like you could have gotten away with this movie by just showing flashes of the werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you did the whole Jaws approach. You yes. Know? Yeah. Yes. I think horror movies, the unseen is more scary than uh, you know the. Yeah, in your face, and they should yeah. have done more of that kind of like. Well, it would have been cool to have like you don't really see it at the end, like the huge reveal, and you get like the full werewolf, and it's really neat looking. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that is Silver Bullet from 1985. Um, as we all kind of said, check it out. It's fine. Don't expect yeah. anything amazing. Uh, but we are gonna t- continue our October Scare Fest with the John Cusack vehicle slash Stephen King 1408. Which I have not seen probably since theaters. Yeah, Uh-oh. I haven't seen it since theaters. Um, I remember liking this movie a lot. It has been a long time though. It's been um, a while. It's been since like I think it came out on DVD. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna continue our Stephen King month slash October Scarefest. Um, if you have any requests or any comments or anything you want to let us know, you can hit us up on Facebook or you can email us at cinemacultpodcast at gmail And as always, we hope you love listening to it because we love doing it. We hope you have an amazing Halloween slash October month. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we'll see you next time.